Welcome to The Land of Aru, a fan cast of Carcerum the Series, presented by the American Council for the Blind, Sunday edition with Anthony, and supported by Shane Salk Productions. All right, welcome, welcome, welcome to In the Land of Aru, a Carcerum fan cast. Um, I am Anthony Corona, your host. I am also the host of Sunday Edition. So if you're out there listening and you'd like to join and become part of the conversation tonight, the pro- promos for tonight's conversation are all over our lists on my personal Facebook page, as well as the ACB Facebook community group. So if you have questions for our guest or for Shane, um, or for myself, you can join us using the regular Sunday edition link. Um, I want to just give a huge shout out to my host, Melissa Hudson. Thank you so much for joining us today and managing all the behind the scenes stuff. And as I just mentioned, Mr. Jeff Bishop is our streamer and he's running the episode for us. So thank you so much, Jeff. We are in the middle of legislative week at the American Council of the Blind. So all of you who are listening, who are participating in your meetings start tomorrow. I want to just say, go with advocate, you know, go advocating and go with all of our imperatives. We are a strong group and we are going to make some progress this year. I myself have five meetings scheduled for tomorrow, but I am really excited about tonight's episode. And a little bit later on, we will be talking with Robbie Rist. If you have any questions for our guest about Carcerum, some of his other projects, how much he remembers from being Cousin Oliver, (laughs) please feel free to use that Sunday edition link. Jeff, are we ready to run the episode? Yes, sir. All right. To listen to this week's Carcerum episode, click the link in the description. So welcome back. This is In the Land of Aru, a Carcerum fan cast. And every week we're listening to an episode and then we're speaking to notables from either that episode or the series itself. We've spoken to Dana, who plays Aura. We spoke with Godric. We spoke with, um, oh, last week. Um... I can't. All right. I'll tell you later. But we spoke. We spoke with, with uh, Aliyah, who played. Aliyah, thank you. Thank you. Aliyah, who played Istin. So I have a question from Katie, who has sent in questions a bunch of weeks in a row. So if you're out there, Katie, listening right now, thank you so much for listening and enjoying Carcerum. And Katie would like to know if we could just quickly, after each episode, highlight the voices of the episodes. And for Katie, um, I can tell you, too, that I know right away there is Jane Lynch from Glee and a whole bunch of other projects. And then there is the janitor slash um, father, the janitor from Scrubs slash father from Malcolm in the middle. And hopefully Neil Flynn, hopefully we'll get to speak with him at some point before this ends. And our guest tonight was playing Linus. But um, Shane, can you highlight the other voices, Anne and... Uh, Vorloff was is Absolutely. Neil uh, Awesome. Thank you. So uh, Hal is played by George Ackles, who's also one of the people that helped write Carcerum. Um, and Anne is played by uh, Gray Griffin or Gray Delisle. She is, you'll know her. Um, she is the voice of Wonder Woman. She is the voice of, of Daphne on Scooby-Doo. She's in the new show Cuphead. She is the voice of your childhood, and she is one of the nicest and most amazing voice actresses that I've ever met or worked with. Um, who else? And then we have Istin, who is is uh, Aliyah 
Mountjoy and Dana Powers at the end there. So we had Alaya here last week. Um, if you go to Carcerum, the series, and then click the In the Land of Arutab, or you go to ACB Media, um, you can find our episodes. We've spoken with a bunch of great folks. This is episode 11, right, Shane? That is correct. Yeah, so we've had 11 great conversations. Um, all right. I have a real excitement about tonight's conversation. Um, most of, most of our, my loyal listeners know that I, I worked for the Associated Press for about 10 and a half years in the entertainment division. So I, you know, I've done a lot of interviews in my time, but very rarely do I get to interview someone who's been a part of multiple guilty pleasure projects, like the Brady Bunch, Michelangelo and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Oh, the bus driver in the Sharknados. And yes, I'm sorry. I really did enjoy the Sharknados. Um, and now Linus in Carcerum, I am very, very happy to welcome Cousin Oliver. <laughs> it's you in the land of our <laughs> Yes. Robbie, Robbie, Robbie. Thank you so much yeah. for joining us tonight. Well, it's a pleasure. It's great to be here. I got, so we just, to the, I got I got a question though right off the top. Uh, sure. I have a piece of dialogue, piece of dialogue from the last episode, uh, where he says, uh, "So you know that every once in a while, after a battle, your body hurts." And my immediate yeah. response was, "Every once in a while." <laughs> yes. I, are you kidding me? I opened the car door and my back. I'm like, "Ow!" I don't understand. And that's why you oh, my, moved to Florida, Robbie. That's my question. That's why I moved to Florida. That's where all the other old people are. <laughs> what part of Florida? But, uh, yes, indeed. No, but uh, uh, yeah, I was like, what do you mean every once in a while? I'm, I, I would think every time. But that that's was my great, question. That was it. That was it. That's Just a great way to open the show. That's why you're playing. <laughs> and that's why you're playing Linus. You can you can identify with that character more than you would, um, you know, playing the hero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think I don't think you're ever going to see like one of those one sheet lobby posters, you know, with the tagline "Robbie Wrist is a cop on the edge." You know, I, it's probably not going to happen. <laughs> something more like <laughs> something more like the crazy killer clown. But more like Robbie whines for an hour and a half. <laughs> well, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Um, I usually start off by asking, you. you know, all of our guests to kind of sell yourself. Tell us, you know, where you started, um, a little bit about the highlights of your life, whatever you want our listeners to know about Robbie himself. Bill's over Who, here me? very nervous, Robbie. <laughs> oh, I, you know, I don't know. I did a bunch of stuff. I've been, I've been in the entertainment business for 50 years. So, and, uh, you know, fairly consistently. So in 50 years, there's going to be a lot of things. Some things, some people know from one era and some things that some people might know from another one. So, uh, you know, gosh, I mean, I got that Brady thing going, right? So that's if you're a 70s kid. In other words, if you're old, uh, you might know about that. And then in the 80s, uh, you know, you might know about a lot of guest star stuff I did, 
but also I had a, uh, a show in the mid uh, 80s called Kid Video uh, that, uh, you know, it gets some love out there in the world still. And then there's the turtle thing from the 90s. And then from, you know, the last decade, there was Doc McStuffins. So, you know, I, I feel as though I've, you know, kind of touched down in every decade. I mean, I don't know where the money went, but uh, I definitely touched down in each decade. No, and I got to point this out because Robbie won't probably he's one of the most talented musicians and the most gifted musicians he can play anything with strings and uh all of the the music in the sharknado movies robbie i think was you wasn't it well any time you hear a pop song in one of those movies and actually anytime you hear a pop song in anything that anthony c ferrante has directed uh we kind of have this band together called Quint that primarily exists because Anthony really wants to be in bands, but you know, this directing thing. So uh, this is an opportunity for him to like, so anytime you hear a pop song in any of his movies, it's him and I making it. So uh, usually you'll hear him singing and stuff like that. I think it's actually kind of cute, but uh, uh, yeah. So uh, I'm in uh, like, he did a Christmas movie, uh, last year, uh, I'm. Uh, I, we did songs for. There's a, a you. There's a Quint. It's called. There's a. I guess the search bar is Quint Topic. There's a Quint Topic YouTube search thing, and uh, we got like you know four or five EPs up there from various movies that he's put out. That's pretty awesome. I have to go check those out. Yeah, yeah. There's uh, there's some uh, really good. Uh, there's actually some really interesting stuff in there. I end up. Because the re the other reason he does this is that he makes these really low budget movies, and you know he wants to have an Aerosmith song in there. Well, Anthony can't afford Aerosmith, so he comes to me and he goes, "Can you make me an Aerosmith song that's not going to get me sued?" And I go, "We'll see what we can do." I haven't gotten him sued so far. All right, good job. So in well, my yeah, thank in you. my in my opening to this, I, you know, I played with my guilty pleasures and, you know, you mentioned the Brady Bunch and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, you know, I love the Sharknado films. <laughs> I really right do. on. I do too. Um, I love them. I think they're great. Yeah. So can, can we, can we dive into a few of those experiences before we talk about Carcerum? Do please. Well then I've got to ask, you know, it was the joke um, you know, in the entertainment world and, and spilled out to, you know, kind of pop culture that, you know, the Oliver syndrome for for um, TV shows. I, I remember I'm a child of the 80s slash 90s, um, you know, and when Growing Pains added that that uh, weird child, it was like, uh oh, it's the Oliver syndrome. They're going to get canceled. <laughs> but there's um, a there's a cousin Oliver syndrome Wikipedia entry, I believe. That's is there really? I mean, I mean, that's crazy. I, I mean, it has nothing to do with me. I'm not like taking credit for it or anything. I'm like, aren't I amazing? I have a Wikipedia page. Not it's just, but it is kind of interesting that this character and uh, now has a life that exists outside of the show. I, I mean, it kind of it's kind of like jumping the shark with uh, the Brady Bunch too. Yeah, I'm sorry yeah, with yeah, uh, yeah. with the uh, with with the other show, Happy Days. Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, the jump, the, sh the funny thing about Jump the Shark is it's more associated with Oliver than it is with Happy Days, and that's where it came from. 
So how much do you remember from, you know, you were, uh, I believe in six episodes. How much do you remember from that experience? I mean, I was, I was nine and, and I'll say in between being nine and being 58, I was also in my twenties. So maybe I don't remember as much of it as I probably should, but if you ask some (laughs) questions, let's see what happens. (laughs) well i mean first and foremost you know coming onto something like that it was it was a a beloved and well-oiled so you know coming in at the end like that what was you know what was that experience like i mean i was nine so it was just another job really you know what i i I, like I'd, i'd already been acting for like two or three years at that time and uh you know i mean i knew the show was on the air and i knew it was successful but i mean pretty much from the time I was, you know, six or seven, my mom who primarily did most of the work, you know, like getting me to memorize things and all of that. She did most of that work. And in that time, I mean, with her, she and I had become a well-oiled machine. We're like, you know, I just walk in there knowing all my stuff and, uh, you know, show up for work, hit the piece of tape, make a couple of grown-ups laugh. Bob's your uncle. Uh, when it finished you know did you have any inkling that it would it would stay around that you know every single generation coming after would know what the Brady Bunch you know what they are and and that it would be so iconic well first off uh, we didn't even know that it was canceled until the following September so the, the show stopped filming in like March or something and, uh, you know, we, everybody said, hey, good year, everyone. We'll see you in a while. And we all went home. And then September, we all got a phone call saying that's not renewed. We were like, oh, OK. Uh, wow, that's quick. But uh, yeah, so nobody really knew. And then, I mean, I, in, in hindsight, I know why the show continues to be so popular is that it really hasn't been off the air since. So yeah. new gener- new generations of young people, and it's you know it's primarily a show aimed at young people. And the crazy thing about it is these themes that are in these Brady shows are uh, they're so universal because not only have generations of kids grown up attached to them, it's happened in other countries. So, like, Mm -hmm. I was in Spain, and some kids ran up to me, and they were yelling at me in Spanish, and I'm sorry, but my Spanish is terrible. And they uh, run up to me, and they're they're yelling at me, and then I heard Cousin Oliver. And I was like, holy, well, uh, it was was a very interesting word that I used. And and, uh, and, uh, I was like, oh, my gosh. You know, the, uh, uh, these kids like this show in Spain, which means the episode about, you know, the one where the middle kid feels like the middle kid isn't getting enough attention. That works in America and it works in Spain also. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess kids are kids, family or family, like the same crap that we all have to deal with growing up. Uh, you know, uh, outside of, you know, largely everybody grows up experiencing the same stuff, no matter what continent you're on. I find that a really interesting thing that the Brady Bunch tapped into. 
But you know that that's going to be a great segue because I I IMDb'd you knowing you were going to be on tonight, and I you beg your worked... pardon. Oh, that's a good thing. Okay, <laughs> you've obviously worked consistently. Um, but you seem to have you seem to have a lucky finger to tap into phenomenons. Um, you know, so I, I want to jump forward to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Again, that that was something that took that generation you know it's that power and the ninja turtles were were that generation's he-man and yeah go ahead yeah i mean uh, you know back uh you know back when i was really pushing the acting thing i was trying to sort of make this this promo the plug that i had for myself i was really trying to make it stick out there in the world and that was really if you look at Brady Bunch, Doc McStuff, and the turtle thing, a couple of other things. Uh, apparently, if you put me in your thing, you stand at least a slightly better chance. I'm not saying it'll happen, but you'll, you'll get a, a slightly better chance because you're going to hit some kind of iconic status. Now, why of do course, you, why I do you think it. you're in this show, Robbie? I mean, come See, on. See, I rest my case. <laughs> but yeah, I never. Uh, I was like, come on, that's got to work, right? You know, come on, Tarantino. You want an iconic thing, don't you? You haven't had one yet, poor guy. You know, uh, But yeah, I, uh, I tried to make that happen. That, uh, you know, that you put me in. And I don't know why that is, though. I think it's just stupid. You know, like everything about this shambolic mess of this thing I call a career that I've had everything's incongruous none of it makes any sense at all where like you know you can watch the trajectory of somebody's career and go i watch jody foster for instance who for example uh, jody foster and myself uh were both in an after school special in 1973 called alexander with uh red buttons and uh, uh and uh, so she and i were you know she had done some stuff i'd done some stuff and then we got a little older and she did some stuff and I did some stuff. And then yeah, I did some more stuff. And then she went off and became Jodie Foster. So um, <laughs> I, I, I guess, uh, uh, you know, I, I, my, my uh, everything that like hers, you can watch that trajectory, that straight line that she took. You know, mine was like, uh, stumble, uh, stumble. Uh, it's just, yeah, it's uh, uh uh, so, yeah, it's just weird that I keep stumbling into these things that every once in a while are just like kind of slightly like a lot of kids movies came out in 1991, but very few of them are anybody talking about anymore. And that's yeah. crazy. To me. That's crazy. To me. The fact that people are still talking about the Brady Bunch, the, like the Brady Bunch ran for five years. Lots of shows ran for five years, but I, I don't. And family shows. Hell, the show family. People don't talk about as much as the Brady Bunch gets talked about. Absolutely. But you yeah. know, you're, you've always picked really interesting things to do. So I, I guess the the probability that there were going to be really breakout, you know, star-tastic kind of projects is a higher probability because everything you've done I, has been interesting. Uh, well, I, yeah, but I, I don't think that's a, believe me, oh, I, if only that were a choice. Uh, you know, <laughs> the interesting, I think, sprung from the fact that 
again, I, I, and I don't mean any of this negatively, but I look funny. I sound funny. I was a weird little kid. Uh, those things all contributed to, like, I spent most of my career playing computer-type genius people. I'm not one of those. You know, I must be a great actor, or I just kind of look weird. So, <laughs> you know, and so I think that's why I ended up with these. And the same thing with my voice. I mean, if you think about the Michelangelo thing, uh, you know, when I was, uh, you know, when Dave, when, uh, when voiceover was still really a thing, uh, I, I was told a lot by, you know, agents and casting people that uh, I stood to be the... Uh, next in line for the crown held by Dave Madden, who was Reuben Kincaid on the Partridge family. But he also was a massive voiceover artist who, if you heard his voice, you'd be like, oh, my gosh, that guy. But Dave was a character guy, hardcore character voice. He was hardly, you know, tonight on CBS. He's not that guy. He's, it's always some kind of character thing. And I think a lot of the work that I got is because, you know, they were like, they went through everybody else, you know, who either didn't answer the phone or uh, they went through everybody else who, where they went eh, close. Uh, I don't know. I'm out of ideas. Want to get wrist in here? And, and the other, they went, yeah, I guess that kind of works. It? All right, give it to him. And I think that's primarily how my career went. <laughs> my say that again say that one more time i became a dalek for a moment i said modest aren't we but you know in all in all honesty i bet that it's a combination of of some of that and also knowing that you know this guy has he's got that spark inside him to be these weird characters these offbeat characters yeah. these well i mean the, the other thing is in most of it i'm not even acting <laughs> I mean, really, really most of it. I mean, that whole Linus thing that we just listened to, they, you know, I mean, of course, the character, you know, Bill, Bill Holmes was like, yeah, buddy, we'll write you a part, you know, and then I, uh, I he, he, you know, he knew what to write. He'd write a whiny guy who has a low threshold for stress and, uh, and you know, boom, right in my wheelhouse. That's, uh, you, know, you know, every actor uh, in the same way that every company selling a product you know they're selling uh themselves you know they're selling an attitude kind of a thing uh, actors the same way tom cruise always plays a cocky guy who goes through a thing and ends up being a cocky guy and so like everybody's selling something and i think that's part of what i'm selling is that i i can stress out with the best of them that's a great way to package it that's that's some pretty damn good marketing <laughs> Either that or you make your thing iconic, put me in it. I'm not sure. So so tell me about the stuff you've been doing recently. Because, um, you, you know, it kind of seems like you're having a, a resurgence or a, you know, um, <laughs> wealth of, of luck work-wise. Well, I don't know. I, I mean, it's, uh, I, I, you know, I've always done a lot of things. I, whenever, I, you know, people ask me, like, you know, uh, you know, you were, you know, what do you do uh, for those who don't necessarily know what I, and I, and I never say actor or musician or producer or whatever. I just kind of go, I don't know. I'm an entertainment guy because, 
you know, one week I'm doing voiceover and then the next week I'm working on somebody's, you know, rock record. And then, you know, Anthony calls me in to, you know, do a little guesty part on one of his movies, you know, so it's, it's never, I don't, I don't do anything. I mean, I do a lot of stuff, but I really, I don't do any one thing. So you've got a great, do, you've but, got a great attitude, but, <laughs> but, but I do a lot of it. And my, you know, I, part of this is because of my experience as a young person in entertainment and having German parents, uh, my mm. parents were German immigrants. And, and when I started doing this, they basically said, you understand that if this is going to be your job, this is going to be your job, which means you do it every day in one way or another, and you always show up for it. And because you're German, you will do this until wow. you die. <laughs> yeah. So, so, uh, so I work on something. I'm trying to get something done every day. And it always used, you know, it's, it's never, one of the fun things is that it's not the same thing every day. <laughs> So I, you know, I want to get into car serum in a moment, but I've got, I've got to ask about Sharknado. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know, when, and, and I'm going to ask you the same question about car serum actually too, but you know, when they, when they came to you with this idea, what, you know, what were your initial thoughts? Oh, oh, okay. So, okay. So I told you that I've been, you know, working with the director, Anthony. Okay. We, yeah. since, I mean, since he was in his twenties, he's about, you know, 10 years younger than me or something. So uh, you know, we met we met uh, many many years ago, and he was a fledgling filmmaker, and I was already doing music for his uh, uh, for his movies. Uh, and so there's a, an asylum film called Headless Horseman. We did some songs for. Uh, he did a, a haunted hospital movie called Boo That's that right. we did yeah. some. So yeah, we did some songs for. Uh, so I'd been doing this for a while with him, and actually. Um, I was trying to actually, uh, you know, the movie that I did with Bill Holmes, Stump the Band, uh, fairly sure that's what this is. So Stump, yeah, uh, we were trying to sell Stump the Band at the, that the uh, film market in, in Santa Monica. Is that what it was? Might have been. Anyway, one way or another, I was at the film market in Santa Monica. And uh, I passed by just on my own. I was looking around because, you know, I love movies so I, and I love independent movies. So, like, you know, I'm, I'm looking around to see what everybody's got going on. So I walked past the asylum booth and out in front of the asylum is a poster uh, that says Sharknado, enough uh, said. And like, I'm like, Sharknado, enough said. Sharknado, wait a minute. That's a tornado with sharks in it? Wait a minute. And then the, like, like the nine-year-old boy in me started screaming uncontrollably. And uh, I was just like, this is the coolest idea ever. And I you uh -huh. know, went home with this thing, with this thing in my head. And Anthony and I were working on a asylum uh, knockoff of Hansel and Gretel. And I was doing, helping him do music for it. And uh, I, I was like, Anthony, I was at the film market thing. And I saw this poster. Check it out. It's a Sharknado. Enough said. Anthony, this is a movie about tornadoes that have sharks in them. 
And, uh, and, and he smiled in his sort of, Anthony spends a lot of his time looking at me like I am a crazy grandpa. So he uh, sort of very kindly raised his eyes to me and said, oh, no, I'm very aware of it. I'm like, really? He goes, yeah, they've asked me to direct it. I'm not sure. And he got to sure. And it's not a moment that I'm proud of in my life. But I leapt out of my chair and I grabbed him by his lapels on his jacket. And Anthony's not a very physical kind of demonstrative kind of guy. So it was very much there was a little bit of maybe shock and not sure that that he could answer. And and I grabbed him and I looked him in the eyes and I said, Anthony, I don't know why, but you you have to do this. And if you do, you have to put me in it. And uh, <laughs> and so <laughs> he, so he got the job and he's like, he's like, all right, is he gonna be in the movie? I'm like, yes. And so he had written the scene and then he went, uh, you know, the dialogue is up to you if you want to just do something with it. So everything pretty much that I say in that thing, you know, is basically just me being an idiot. I'm pretty well, proud it, of it. <laughs> yeah. The bus driver, you, you know, that is one of the recognizable, memorable you uh, know, spots. Yeah. And, and I and think it, one of the one of the only kills that isn't by shark. Yes, that's true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then it blew. It blew up. And what are there? Seven or yeah. eight of them now? Um, yeah. Well, there was it, no six. There's six of them. Yeah. And yeah. and to complete the cycle, of course, I had to be in the last one because then Sharknado would be canceled. So I am. <laughs> I'm in <laughs> six also, and I get eaten by a shark also. So that that. Uh, all uh, like in in six for me anyway for for my character's arc uh, everything works out fine. <laughs> they rectified the original mistake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, and I, I mean, God, God bless Anthony for you know he just keeps going. Yeah, man, come on, let's just make some songs, and you know he always makes it super fun, and you know it's almost like it isn't work. You know, we have a Sharknado pin or of, of the slot machine. How cool is that? How many people get that in their lives? That's what I'm saying, man. You know, I was really, I've been really excited for this interview. (laughs) You know, I've done Mariah Carey and Meryl Street, but this one, like, you know, touches like the the nerd boy. (laughs) Don't get me wrong. They're good, too. <laughs> no, they're they're pretty good, you know. They, yeah. What they do, they they, they collect right. coin. They they got some attention. There is some so, skill at work. Absolutely. So I'll ask you the same question about Carcerum. You know, when when they started wrapping this idea with you, you know, what did you what you think? Oh well, I mean, I'm a fantasy fan, so uh, you know, uh, and you know, I'm a fantasy fan who also you know wants to do work. Because of he has immigrant German parents, blah blah. blah. So uh, I, you know, yeah, I was like, "What are you? What are you doing on this thing?" And yeah, the early on, I was like, "Man, how many characters does the thing have? Eleven billion? This is a really ambitious project." I mean, Absolutely. I have another friend who's who's. I have a friend who's trying to do another. Uh, you know, scripted podcast show. And, you know, hers has four people in it. And, and, and that is 
difficult to get episodes out. It's difficult to get it done. And yet, here is Shane, here is Bill, and their team of people who probably have more skill than they do. And they uh, all make Bill and Shane look really good by doing really like, I was just listening to that thing. I'm like, if I didn't know who that guy, who any of those people were, I'd be like, oh my gosh. I mean, as it is, Gray, the Lord, that woman, <laughs> so good. <laughs> anyway, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Yeah. No, it, it, you know, for, so you know that we're blind and, and visually impaired folks here for the most part. There, you know, we have sighted allies, of mm-hmm. course, but, you, you know, for us to, to experience a show like this, you know, we either have, you know, the film or, or the television show with somebody talking and t- filling us in on what's going on. Or we have the audio book with, with a reader who sometimes might try to make different voices for different characters. Once in right, a blue right, moon, right. we might get a little bit of music in the book. You know, this, I know that Shane and Bill didn't set out to do this specifically for our community, but it hits and it hits well because we're, it, the playing field is level. And, and yeah, then sure. on top of it, it's so good. The mixing, the sound, you know, the Shane yeah, has spoken yeah, no, it's, many I mean, times about. A, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say about building saying, the world yeah. layer by layer, and and they they succeeded beyond. I know it's it's uh, again, uh, it's a it's a funny thing about the world that we live in now uh, that you know there's so much content out there that you know people are digesting, and you know, and perhaps in another time there would be a lot more earballs on this thing because of the level of, uh, of detail, because of how much production goes into this thing. It's, it impresses the hell out of me. I don't, yeah, because here's the thing. I don't think I love anything that much. I'm joking. <laughs> so Musa, I'm going to ask you to let folks know how they can raise their hand and mute and unmute when it comes that time. I've got two or three more questions and then we will open it up to the audience. Very good. Oh, you, you want me to do it now? Sorry. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Too much distractions. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> anyway, welcome everybody. I am Melissa Hudson, your Zoom host for this meeting from Berrien, Washington, and I want to welcome all those listening on ACB Media 5. Um, Just a quick, tiny comment. Um, I was listening to that episode, and I'm thinking, man, this is a movie. This is awesome. Just listening to it over headphones, it was way, way, way cool. All right. That's the exact reaction we're hoping for, so thank you for that. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Okay. All right. So if you would like to ask a question um, of any of our guests, Uh, To raise your hand, if you're on a PC, it is Alt-Y. To mute and unmute, it is Alt-A. If you are on a Mac, it is Command, or excuse me, it's Options-Y to raise your hand and Command-Shift-A to mute and unmute. And these are all toggles. And if you are on a smartphone using the Zoom app, the raise hand feature is under the More button in the lower right-hand corner of your screen. Just double tap on that and then find the raise hand feature. It's kind of in the middle and just double tap on that and your hand will be raised. And, um, and if you, and if you are, oh, and and I'm sorry to mute, to mute and unmute. It is in the lower left-hand corner of your phone. If you're using the zoom app. And then if you're on a phone, it is star nine to raise your hand and star six to mute and unmute. 
And I want to just remind everybody that this call is being recorded for safety and security purposes. Thank you. All right. So we'll get thank you for keeping me in line because it is so late here in Washington (laughs) that my brain is just like not with it. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for being here with us. I'll be back to you in a few minutes. Um, Robbie's. We've talked a lot about the business um, with the folks that have come on and, and generously given us their time. I, I want to go in a slightly different track with you. Um, I, I liked some of the stuff that you were saying about, you know, kind of selling yourself and and knowing who you are and and what what your you know your I don't, niche I guess is a good word to put, way to put it. What your niche is. Can you talk to a a little bit to us, you know, for those that are wanting to get into the voiceover world, wanting to work or, or um, Mm -hmm. be able to build characters like that? What, what is your, what's your advice to them? How how do they find their own niche? Oh gosh, it takes, it takes a bit. You have to start doing it first. Uh, And then uh, everybody, if you listen to that episode from tonight, um, Everyone has, like you had said earlier, you know, chances are if you put me in the leading guy position, the dynamic of the entire thing changes. So um, don't try to do accents. I mean, it's good to know how to do them from a, just from a creative exercise standpoint. And you may end up using it in some way later, but largely I think they just kind of want you to be yourself and, and be a, a, this heightened version of yourself. So if you're a knight on a horse uh, and you also are a very sarcastic person, guess what? You're going to be a sarcastic knight on a horse. So you, uh, you know, you have to do it a bunch and, and kind of see you know, lined up against other things, you know, you can, because of the world we live in now, uh, you can, you know, we have tracks upon tracks of, of tape recorders in our own homes right now. And the thing is everyone who's listening can start making their own car serum. It doesn't have to be the exact same thing. It could, you know, just to make a story that way, do all the voices to it and and see what it all feels like. And the ones that don't work, send it out to your friends and have them put a voice on it. You know, the thing is, you we, we, we're so much more interactive now. Um, and, and because of, you know, the Wikipedia world that we live in, there's a lot of learning that is taking place at the personal level. Um, no. I think, I think you need, uh, I think it needs a Sherpa. I think, you know, some lessons are good. Um, uh, you know, tutorials even to start, there's a ton of YouTube t- tutorials about how to start doing voiceover. So, uh, you know, that's, if you're not doing it yet. And if you are, you know, find a teacher. I think Bill Holmes is still doing that. Uh, he's, he'll get you, he'll set you straight. Uh, no doubt. And, and then just start doing it and start making your own content as much as you can, because really that's the wave of the future. It seems a lot more things that I see on, you know, major things like Netflix and stuff, they're starting to come up from YouTube. So 
and and why does that happen? Because people did it over a you know a long period of time, and it garnered an audience. And you know, let's face it, network people they don't want to think. That's that that's not what they want to be paid for. What they want is lots and lots of money for not thinking very much. So if they have something that's already about a halfway or three quarters of the way there, they don't have to work that hard. So they're yeah. looking for things like that because they're terrible, terrible people. Okay. Is there anything <laughs> out there? <laughs> and I agree with oh you completely, but that's that's a conversation for another show. Yeah. Um, uh, is there anything out there voiceover-wise, you know, or a couple of different things that you'd suggest for people to listen to to help, you know, to define or, or figure out how they want to sound? Oh, well, what's, I, you know. What's really you, good voice work for you? What's really good voice work is getting uh getting scripts and recording them but you know but like uh, try to get uh, you know somewhere online i'm sure you can find uh uh scripts from uh, you know cartoons that didn't go or you know maybe it's a cartoon you do know but download a script from a character you don't know and try to just come up with your own and oh, uh, and do the same i mean yeah yeah, another thing uh, to do is get uh, uh, comic books uh, that you know and use the writing in comic books. Uh, you know, because all of that action uh, has words attached to it. You know, look out, Spider Man, jump! All right, so before I turn it over to listeners, um, I've played a game with just about everybody who's come on doing a quick, um, a quick round of improvs. Are you up for it? I'll throw uh, a, oh an God. idea and a oh, character that, at you. But I, I'm not warmed up. All right, yeah, let's go, man. Let's make this happen. All right, I like where um, where they went with it last week, so I'm going to throw the same thing out in a different way. Play Shane, Shane Salk, trying to play your character. Linus. Oh, uh, uh, God. I did, but now I need dialogue. This is No, this one, uh, uh, let's see. How about How about this? What are you kidding? I can't leash the thing. It's like five feet up there. What am I going to do? How's that? <laughs> that was good. Okay. All right. This one, I, this one I like. I don't, by the way, so, by the way, I didn't say, I didn't say I did a great Shane Salk. It was a Shane Salk with a weird accent. <laughs> no, no, no. Actually it's in that accent. It's in there. I, I, I know the inside Shane Salk. Gotcha. All right. So this one requires you to do two voices. Have Michelangelo uh -oh. give Cousin Oliver advice on a problem. Dude, look, I have siblings too, and I don't even know who my parents are either. So just relax. Uh, eventually you'll be 18 and you'll be free of these people. Wow, I'm getting advice from a guy in a rubber suit. <laughs> awesome. That was great. All right, last one. Uh, do the um the warden, the you know, the asylum madam, oh god, I can't remember her name from Annie, Carol Burnett, but do her completely stone cold sober. Oh god. 
I, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to uh, bail on that one because I I don't think I could I don't, I couldn't I can't do her come on that's Carol Burnett I'm not gonna touch royalty. <laughs> All right, I gotta I gotta give you that. All right, well thank you for playing <laughs> along, Melissa. Oh sure. Do we have any hands yet? Let me see here. We do not have any raised hands at this time. All right, folks. But that was, <laughs> that was brilliant. That was brilliant. That was awesome. Oh, <laughs> We're going to talk for a few more minutes. Melissa, break in if we get any hands. And if not, then we will let these fine folks go enjoy the rest of their Tuesday evening. So yeah. all of these incredible projects what are two or three of your favorite projects oh man well I, of all the things i've done i am most proud of doc mcstuffins uh it's uh it look every cartoon exists to sell toys that's their job uh doc mcstuffins has a little bit more on its mind than that and yeah. uh uh, it it exists to alleviate to alleviate children's fear, and uh, I think there's few better reasons to be involved with any organization. That's awesome. Yeah, you... so I'm, I'm I'm super proud of that, but also uh, you know mostly, yeah, no, no, it's that's I mean that thing's amazing, but also. Yeah, I'm super proud of the Brady Bunch. Come on. I, I stupidly, you know, I tripped over my own feet into something we're talking about 40 some years later. It's insane. And, uh, and the, you know, and the, again, the turtle thing, uh, uh, what I love about the turtle thing is, uh, <laughs> I mean, I kind of knew about the, the comic books, you know, not the cartoon. And, uh, but a, f uh, a friend of mine was a big comic book nerd, you know, had the comic, the original black and white comic. But, yeah. you know, they said, we want a Valley guy voice. And I'm like, okay, here's, so I'm 58. Uh, my graduating class at Taft High School in Woodland Hills, California, we are ground zero for Val speak. So like the movie Valley Girl, any of that that uh, uh, the, uh, the Frank Zappa song, right? All of that talking that Frank yeah. Zappa does. None of that is made up. That is, there were actual people who talked that way in our neighborhood. And we would regularly make fun of them. So when I got the Valley guy, you know, re-job, I'm like, are you kidding me? I, this isn't acting. This is something I've been, I mean, look at this way. The reason Bob uh, Bergen is Porky Pig, partially, yes, he did a crap ton of work getting to where he was. But the thing is, Bob Bergen was doing a spot on Porky Pig when he was 16 years old. And it must be something very similar for him where you just sort of walk in going, I hope nobody ever asks me how it's possible that I am being paid to do something that I used to make my friends laugh at like 15 years ago. It's a yeah. 
If you know, if you if you look back and sum it all up, you know what is what's the you know the movie tagline for for all of it? Uh, for all of for all of me, all of me. Yeah, for all of you, for the, the trajectory oh. of of you know all of these for, years. Uh, great. What's 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 the what's the tagline? Uh, yeah, he showed he showed up. The work wasn't bad. You should have hired him more. How's that? All right, I'll take it. <laughs> Shane, Shane, anything you want to bring to light here? Any questions you want to ask? Yeah, you uh, didn't tell me what you well, you didn't tell me what you thought of my impression. I thought um, that Mel Brooks would be very proud. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh man, I love Robbie. Uh, but don't tell him that. Whatever you can do. Whatever. No, you no, do. no. I, I wouldn't want to hear. Um, no, I mean, and so Robbie, what, Robbie was also in a Christmas Carol, and he played um, uh, Fred, the Scrooge's nephew. The nephew, and yeah. As as somebody who has, I, I mean, I have not known Robbie as long as Bill has, but I've known him for a number of years now, and he is the most charmingly curmudgeon person that I think I've ever met. Oh, hush. <laughs> but if you go listen to him talk about doing a Christmas Carol or any of the acting stuff, he lights up and, and what, you know, if you ever get a chance to watch him on stage, he, he, he just is at home. It's amazing to watch him. <laughs> um, um, I tell you, yeah. man, a uh, Christmas Carol. Um, okay. Curmudgeon guy. I'm not a fan of Christmas. I don't really, I think as a, it's sort of like this cultural imperative that, like awakens from its slumber or you know in late October and it, it sort of shambles through our culture for a couple of months, dragging us all along with it until January 1st when it starts to kind of collapse back into the ground again. However, um I, the Christmas Carol is my favorite story. Uh, there's something about the 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 belief that it's never too late. Uh it it, it it, it, I cannot, it just goes right through me. So to be able to do that thing with that crew of people, uh, you know, that's a, that's something I'm pretty proud of too. You know, so. And I will say you did an incredible job of capturing the essence of Fred. You know, it's, <laughs> it's much. not quite a, a, a naivete. It's, it's just that, that bun homie, you know, the world is good if you want it to be. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, and 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 if I would get yelled at if we didn't mention this, I'm sure that uh, Robbie also is a producer because him and Bill produced Stump the Band, the the award award uh, looking at movie. Yeah, that was the movie. That was the movie we were trying to sell at the film market when I saw the Sharknado poster. There you go. So he does. He really does it all. Yeah. Yeah. Melissa, let's do a hand check. I just checked and uh, let me just uh, double check one more time here because. No, no, it's good. Let's go home. Well, the people will listen to it in the, you know, I think that's why they call it podcasting or else. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You currently have no raised hands. All right. right. So, Robbie, um, tell the folks where they can find any websites, any projects. We've got minutes, so sell whatever you want to (laughs) sell. Yeah, just do do a Google search, for God's sake. There's a there's a there's a significant amount of this 
out is, there. Um, Robbie, are you a, doing yeah. doing live shows right now or, or anything well, with, with the experience? Well, first off, there's a RobbieRisk.net. So uh, we'll, we'll, if you want to go there, I have a Bandcamp page. Uh, you can go there. Uh, I have uh, uh, two Facebook pages. Uh, so uh, there's that. Uh, what was the thing you were talking about, Shane? The, the band, like the music stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then also uh, I have a, a 70s uh, review, a 70s song review band called Cousin Oliver's Cavalcade of Hits. And uh, and then I, you know, I, I do a bunch of other, I mean, I, I'm going to start posting on my Facebook pages songs by all of these artists that I've done stuff with that, you know, came out and never really did, you know, a whole lot of stuff necessarily. And, uh, and I mean, there's like, it's an endless well of stuff. I also have a YouTube channel. So, you know, do that. So, yeah, I'm like I said, do a search. I'm fairly easy to find. All right. Well, if you're ever doing anything in the Miami area, please hit me up and uh, we'd love to. All right. Well, I just, my wife and I are moving to St. Petersburg. Well, we're not, we're trying we're trying to move to St. Petersburg. <laughs> awesome! All right, Shane. Yeah. Any uh, anything you want to announce before we call it a night? Uh, I will say that next week, um, along with your with your amazing guest, um, I, I probably won't be here, but Bill Holmes will be in in my Ooh. stead and, and doing everything because uh carcerum was nominated for which we talked about a little while ago was an ambi award for best so. music so me and dave volpe are going to be at those awards at this time so you're amazing crossed. congratulations all right, we'll, we'll all be keeping fingers crossed yeah. you know all shane, right, everybody you know shane it, it's an honor to be nominated that's what i heard i'm hoping it's yeah. an honor just to be access to an open bar <laughs> but I yeah. don't know if that's the case. <laughs> yeah. I got to agree with you on that one. All right, everybody. This has been in the land of Aru. We'll be back next 10, uh, next Tuesday night at 9 PM. You can always email Sunday edition with my initials, AC at gmail.com with any questions or comments. See you next week. To listen to this week's Carcerum episode, click the link in the description or search Carcerum. C-A-R-C-E-R-E-M, wherever you get your podcast. This podcast is a recording of a live show presented by the American Council for the Blind and Sunday Edition with Anthony. If you would like to be part of the live show, please follow at Carcerum the Series on social media or join the ACB mailing list by sending an email to community at acb.org. Also, be sure to check out the podcast Sunday Edition with Anthony on your favorite podcasting platform. For more information about Carcerum, go to CarcerumTheSeries.com.